battle-ready prayer. Praises be to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Holy One of Israel, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I give you thanks and praise for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. I give thanks for a mind to pray, a heart to seek your face, and authority to bring my members into subjection. I thank you for this moment and the opportunity that each day brings. I know that each day is special and I am empowered with unlimited potential. There are no ceilings on my life, obstacles that cannot be overcome, or barriers that can stand in my way. In fact, this is the greatest day of my life, and I am free to exercise all of the gifts and talents you have blessed me with. My hopes and dreams can manifest today, and I approach this moment with great expectation for miracles, breakthrough, and deliverance. I stand before you, Lord, naked, offering no excuses or justifications for my shortcomings and weaknesses. I come, Lord, seeking your standard and not those of men. I pray that you will forgive me my sins, known and unknown. Forgive every thought, deed, action, motive, or intent of my heart that is not lined up with your word, your will, or your calling and purpose for my life. Please forgive secret faults and uproot any seed of discontent that has been planted in my life. Forgive me, Lord, if I have held back the tide, and give me a heart to restore every person that I have wronged. Just as you forgive me, I forgive those that have wronged me, and I let go of any art, bitterness, or ill will that I have held in my heart. I will not allow sin and bitterness to cut off the flow of blessings into my life. I repent right now in the name of Jesus, and I receive the power of the blood to cleanse me from all iniquity. I come before you, Lord, with a heart that is after your own, and a mind that has stayed on you. I thank you, Lord, for saving me from myself and the consequences of sin. I surrender, Lord, and give you total and complete reign over my life. I willingly submit to you in thanksgiving and praise. I thank you, Lord, for the relationship and fellowship that you have allowed me to share with you. I thank you for every moment, prayer, word, and opportunity to gain revelation and understanding concerning you. Forgive me for the times I have taken you for granted or moments where I have allowed my focus and discipline to slip. I choose you, Lord, and all of your benefits and denounce all ties and fellowship with the world. I have no place in the world and denounce everything that it offers. You have given me a choice, Lord, and I choose to be in covenant with you. I have crossed the line of no return, and I will not look back. Each day I am getting more and more like you and growing further and further from this world. My reality in Christ is more real than what my natural eyes behold, and I know that you are not a million miles away. You are right here with me every step of the way. I will have confidence in you, Lord, concerning every situation I face, every decision I make, and every temptation in my path. Give me an ear, Lord, to hear your instruction, eyes that will not be deceived, and a heart that will remain faithful. My life has been built on the foundation that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You died on the cross for my sins, and your blood was shed for me. I exercise total faith and confidence in my belief that death was powerless to hold you in the grave, and that you rose again and resurrected every dead thing. I receive your resurrection power and declare that there is no dead thing in my life. I speak life in all things pertaining to me. Even now, Lord, I pray that you will breathe life into my relationships, my home, my dreams, my career, and my calling and purpose. Let there be no cracks in my foundation and restore every bone that has been broken. I pray, Lord, that dead branches be pruned for me and my harvest bear much fruit. I offer no resistance and pray that all ungodly distractions be pruned for me. 
whether they are people, unhealthy relationships, environments, dead situations, ungodly influences, or anything that is not expedient for me. I distance myself right now from every dead thing and release them from my life in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that I have inherited life through your sacrifice, forgiveness for my sins through your blood, revelation through your word, and I have been empowered by your spirit. I take precious time, Lord, to fully grasp and consider what my relationship with you means. Help me to never lose sight of the fact that I have an adversary that must be fought each day. My adversary is the world and Satan, who is the of this world. The world around me is not my home, and each day it becomes more a reflection of Satan, its prince. I am not ignorant to Satan's devices, and I understand that the world is designed for my destruction. The allurement of pleasure and the temptations that cross my eyes are for the purpose of robbing me of everything I have inherited through Christ. Every trap, every lust, and the pride that is in the world are set against me on all sides. The hope that I have is impatiently walking according to your word and staying firm to the covenant I have made with you. The world cannot strip me of my authority, but I can hand it over. I will not be deceived by what I see, hear, or how I feel. If it is not of God, then it is for my destruction. Help me, Lord, to see the spirit behind the temptation. The word tells me that Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I rebuke and bind every influence that seeks to draw me away from you. For it is nothing more than a gateway to hell and will rob me of my eternal destiny. Father, I know you are able to do all things, and there is nothing that is impossible for you. Right now, Lord, I remember my first love, and I am prepared today to exercise faith in the light of circumstances. Sacrifice my own wants and desires in order to embrace yours. Stand on the word of God, even if it causes me to be peculiar. Deny my flesh and feelings, regardless of the temptation, and not make decisions based on what I see or think. I will forget about the past and press towards the mark. I will walk as a prophet of God, put my head up, and if anybody is there to encourage me, then I will encourage myself. I will not be ashamed to follow the examples of Christ, even in the face of persecution, to think differently in the light of the negative labels and slander I may endure, nor will I be afraid to take a stand in the minority, even if it seems as if the whole world is standing against me. I am willing to abstain when others are eager to participate, to speak out when my words may cause me to be ostracized and to believe the Bible even when it is the unpopular thing to do. In other words, I am prepared to live like Jesus. I release my faith right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever situation I'm in, whatever I'm dealing with, and regardless of what odds are against me, I will be steadfast and unmovable. I am an elite company and encompassed about by a great cloud of witnesses. The words of this prayer will comfort me, build up my spirit, man, and encourage me in the way. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and cast down Satan and his forces of darkness from any involvement, activity, or distractions in this prayer. I commission my angels to come against every thought, feeling, influence, and hindrance that is set against me. I stand in the gap for my family and friends and pursue the Lord with all of my heart. Even as I hear the words of this prayer, my body is regenerating itself. My body is preparing itself for another productive day. My body is developing according to your plan and health is being released in all of my organs, tissue, bones, bodily systems, veins, arteries, and muscle. My brain is processing the information consistent with your word and filtering out everything that is not of you. My heart is being protected from all ungodly influences and my innocence is being guarded. I have and will always have a sound mind that is saturated in your word. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, 
I rebuke evil spirits from attaching to me in any way, shape, or form. They have no place, familiarity, or invitation in my life. They do not enter into my eyes, my ears, my mind, or my heart. My spirit, man, has victory over them all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and cast down, and break all generational curses. I decree by the blood of the Lamb and the power given to me as joint heir with Jesus Christ that I will not be the victim of physical, mental, or emotional abuse, nor will I have, serve, or entertain idols or false gods. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I decree that I am not a covenant breaker, and my yea is yea and my nay is nay. I pray, Lord, that you protect me from all hurt, harm, pain, and danger, and those that mean me ill will. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I have the patience of Job, the meekness of Moses, the heart of David, the favor of Joseph, the ear of Samuel, the courage of Joshua, the wisdom of Daniel, the zeal of Peter, the love of John, the faithfulness of Abraham, and the boldness of Paul. I abide in the fruits of the Spirit all the days of my life, and even now these fruits are growing in me. Lord, help me to be a person of great faith, consistent in good deeds, and a constant encourager. I will continue to love you with all of my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, and to love my neighbor as myself. In the name of Jesus and the power of your blood, I pray, Lord, that you are first in everything that I do, and I have no priority greater than you all the days of my life. I am eternally connected to you and have an expectation in heaven. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that my face be before the Lord always and that your angels encamp around me and deliver me. Order my steps in the word and design my days according to your will. The Lord touches my mouth and puts his words in it. Lord, I will go wherever you send me and speak whatever you give me to speak. I am not afraid of their faces because your sword protects me at all times. Father, you are my sustainer, my provider, my comforter, my guide, my strength, and most of all, my friend. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I equip myself right now with the whole armor of God that I am covered from head to toe in every aspect of my life. There should be no parts of my life that are exposed on the inside or out, but all should be covered by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I put on the helmet of salvation. I have been redeemed from all traces of poverty, and I rebuke and bind a poverty spirit. You supply all of my needs, and I am blessed all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus, I speak abundant harvest in my life. My bank accounts are overflowing, and my barns are full. The blessings of the Lord overtake and pursue me all the days of my life. I speak financial security and wholeness over my family and the perfect will of God in my life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and curse the spirit of death. I shall not see untimely death, nor shall death have any hold over me. I shall fulfill all of my days, months, hours, years, minutes, and seconds. I have divine order in my life, and death has no grip on me. A thousand shall fall by my side, and ten thousand by my right hand but it shall not come nigh me. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, my feet are shod with the gospel of peace. Peace rests upon me and covers my mind and heart. I have peace in the midst of storms, chaos, and confusion. Your peace comforts me in times of trial and sustains me from being weary. It surpasses all understanding, rendering logic helpless, and my faith sustains me. Father, you are an awesome God. You are not a million miles away, but right here with me each and every day. You walk with me, talk with me, and guide me every step of the way. You love me, and I rest in you, and I know that you are my God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I have been empowered with the sword of the Spirit, and I have authority over all power of Satan. 
I rejoice and celebrate that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. The sword of the Lord shall never depart from me, and I speak boldness into my spirit. I rebuke, bind, and cast down the spirit of fear. You have not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. When I walk through the waters, you are with me. When I go through the rivers, you help me. And when I pass through the fire, the flame does not kindle upon me. You have sent your love upon me, and you protect me all the days of my life. The hands of protection rest on me, and your fire shall be in my spirit. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, the shield of faith is an extension of my arm. My faith shall not fail me, and I trust in the Lord with all of my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. If you said it, then I know that you will do it. You shall not withhold any good thing from me, and you are able to perform your word in my life. I fortify my faith by releasing the promises of God into my life. Every word you have spoken concerning my destiny shall be established and come to pass, and my enemies shall not prevail against me. In the name of Jesus, I pray over my marriage. I pray that my marriage will continue to be everything that the word of God called it to be. My marriage shall be built on faithfulness, trust, loyalty, and a mutual love of God. You shall be the head of my house, at the center of everything we do. And the word of God shall be the binding and final authority in all matters. I am God's ambassador in my house, and I shall cover my spouse all the days of my life. Through my word, examples, character, and deeds, my marriage is blessed and washed in the blood, and shall weather any challenges that arise against it. Our love continues to grow stronger each day as the Lord allows us to see more of him in one another. If I am single, then I confess total contentment within myself, wholeness in my life, patience to wait on God, and security in Christ. I am a person of high self-esteem and significant value to the kingdom. I will not compromise my covenant with God, nor will I allow fear to cause me to operate in the fleshly realm. I exercise complete and total control over my mind, my will, and my emotions, and I do not leave any doors open for Satan to sneak in. I understand that every relationship is not for me. Every person does not have my best interests. All that glitters isn't gold, and every sugary thing is not sweet. In the name of Jesus, I will not be distracted by counterfeits and wolves in sheep's clothing. I will not lower my biblical expectations, nor will I give in to the pressures of the world. I have total confidence in God and the plan that he has for my life. In the name of Jesus, I surrender my children to you, Lord, and trust you to impart me with the ability and wisdom to raise them in the fear of the Lord. I make a commitment to my children to openly receive the instruction in your word on how to raise them, love them, and properly present them before you at that day. I pray that your calling and purpose will be fulfilled in them and ask that you guide and direct me in all matters concerning them. I shall be careful to represent you before them in everything that I say or do. I commit to live holy before them and set godly examples for them to follow. I shall not be a hypocrite, and I shall practice what I preach. I shall be a provider and protector for them and make whatever sacrifices are necessary to ensure them a wonderful life. I shall fight to preserve their innocence and protect them from the brainwashing of the world. My expectation in them shall come to pass, and the blessings set out in your words shall be established in them. My children shall see you in everything that I say and do. In the name of Jesus, I seal my soul to the words of this covenant, that it is the declaration of my heart, that every word be lined up with the perfect will of God, and line by line with his understanding. Let the Lord Jesus Christ be the final arbitrator of my mind and heart, and that this covenant be in all ways pleasing in the sight of God. I thank you, Lord, that you love me, and that you hear me. I thank you, Lord, for a mind to share intimate fellowship with you. I thank you that these words shall be established in my heart and mind, 
that they shall be a part of me and guide and direct my paths at all times. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity and this second chance. I look forward to your return, and I know that nothing that I have done or sacrificed has been in vain. Thank you for this life, who I am in Christ, and for all blessings you have bestowed upon me. Amen. 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 And good evening and welcome again to LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing in Time Bible Study. Now, I tell you, it's a wonderful evening. The Lord said, well, shall two or more join together in his name on the same accord. He is in the midst. He's in the midst. Amen. Brothers and sisters, and we are here to praise and lift him up and right. praise his name and just study the word. Right. Learn more and more about Christ. Yes, I tell you, it is so wonderful. I tell you, it is a blessing to just be here and just spend time. Amen. What I create. I tell you, it's so wonderful. It is a blessing that we, he has given us this opportunity to be able to spend time with him and just be with him, just enjoy him. That's right. And, this, and tonight, get your Bibles ready because we are going into... Malachi, and this is so that we do not forget. So we're going to Malachi chapter 1 and verse 11. Malachi chapter 1 and verse 11 says, For from the rising of the sun to its setting, my name shall be great among the nations, and in every place incense shall be offered to my name and indeed a pure offering for my name shall be great among the nation save the lord of hosts amen amen to that amen amen so you know malachi's name means my messenger all right that's that's amen to that love that name i love that name so we know nothing about him except what we learn from this short book, Malachi, book in the part of the Old Testament called the Minor Prophets, the book of the Twelve. Malachi's book is also the last book of the Old Testament. For the Old Testament, sure that's right, the last book. So the important message of Malachi is that God shows his love for his people throughout their history. But his love also made his people responsible to him. The Lord expected the chosen nation, Israel, and its leaders to obey his commands. Open idol worship had disappeared. So the book appears to have been written for Jews who had returned from slavery in Babylon. But the people were not obeying the covenant. And the people were going through religious services regularly. But their worship was cold and without heartfelt feeling. So may we, as a church, listen to this warning. Do you, mm. un do you understand that was the biggest problem of the people then, just like it is now? That's correct. Obedience. Obedience is, Obedience the, key. is the key then, just like it is today, is that. 
we think because we go to church, mm. we sing in the choir, we are deacon, whatever the case may be in church, and we read the word, and we know the word, and we pray, and we do all these good things, that we're okay, but we don't obey what God has asked us to do. Those commandments, we don't do those. But we That's think right. we're doing good. I know. Absolutely. We think we're doing good. That's right. We, we don't love our neighbor. We, 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 don't, we don't know how to be kind. Right. right. We, we lie. We bear false witness. We do all these bad things. But just because we're in church every Sunday or whatever day we go to church on, and we sing and say, praise the Lord, and amen, and we pray, and we pray for others. And we do all these, and we think we got it going on. No, but here's what we get ready to find out some more in Malachi. So we're going to go ahead and read Malachi chapter 1, starting with, one, which, with verse 1. We're going to read a little bit of that so we can learn something. Okay, let's get it. I love so, learning. That's right. Malachi 1, verse 1 says, The burden or oracle, the thing to be lifted up, of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi, which is, his name is my messenger. Verse 2, I have loved you, says the Lord, yet you say, how and in what way have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, says the Lord, yet I love Jacob? But in comparison with the degree of love, I have, for Jacob, I have hated Esau and have laid waste his mountains and his heritage I have given to the jackals of the wilderness. Though, in, though Edom should say, we are beaten down, but we will return and build the waste places. Thus says the Lord of hosts, they may build, but I will tear and throw down, and men will call them the wicked country, the people against whom the Lord has indignation forever. And verse 5 says, your, eye, your own eyes shall see this, and you shall say, the Lord is great, and will be magnified over and beyond the border of Israel. A son honors his father, and a servant his master. Master, if then I am a father, where is my honor? Mm -hmm. And if I am a master, where is the reverend fear due me? Says the Lord of hosts to you. O priest who despise my name, you say how and in what way have we despised your name? Verse 7, by offering polluted food upon my altar. And you ask, how? Have we polluted it and profaned you by thinking that the table of the Lord is contemptible and may be despised? When you, priests, offer blind animals for sacrifice, is it not evil? And when you offer the lame and the sick, is it not evil? <clears throat> Present such a thing, a blind or lame or sick animal, now to your governor, and payment of your taxes and see what will happen. <laughs> will he be pleased with you or will he receive you graciously, says the Lord of hosts. 
Now then, Malachi begs you, priests, entreat God earnestly that he will be gracious to us with such a gift from your hands as a defective animal for sacrifice. Will he accept it or show favor to any of you? Says the Lord of hosts. Oh, that there were even one among you whose duty it to minister to me, minister to me, who would shut the doors that you might not kindle fire on my altar to no purpose, an empty, futile, fruitless pretense. I have no pleasure in you, says the Lord of hosts, nor will I accept an offering from your hand. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. So what problem is the prophet discussing? Well, Malachi shows the sharp difference between God's love for his people and the cold attitude and feelings of the priest. Malachi blames the priest for sinning against God's holy name. So what are we doing today? Same. The same. That we just sit and think. Just think. And that's also when doing their duties in the temple. The priests who have come from the line of Aaron family accepted lame, blind, and sick animals for sacrifice to the Lord. Isn't Amen. that something? Yes, that's something. And we do and we do the same thing. We take wow. we, we take God. I'm going to speak for you about myself. I'm not going to talk wow, about that. Because wow. mm -hmm. I'm going to speak about myself and you think about yourself. I take God, my corrupt self, evil mind, evil thoughts, wow. ugly flesh, and present it to him. As, as if it's good. As what if it's saying. good. Wow. Oh, Lord. I've done this for you. I've I told mm. I told these people. I did this you. in your name. I've, I've done this in your name. Yes. I did this. And all the evil things I've done, I haven't said anything about it as if God don't know about it. And you know what? Because of this, the people have been led astray into thinking that sacrifices are not important. That's right. But I haven't gave anything up. But I'm always going talking about praise the Lord. Mm. God is good. But I drink, I curse, wow. I wow. smoke reefer, I run women, I mm. think evil, but praise the Lord. God so is I'm good. Saying cursing and blessing. Oh, yes. And this is what they did. Mm -hmm. So let me go ahead and finish. Go this. ahead on with it. See, you know what? But God taught Aaron and his sons in the wilderness that animals used for sacrifice should be perfect without fault or spot. Let's look in Leviticus chapter 1. Okay. Leviticus. Yes, All right, let's see. Well, I'm going to tell you that we don't think about that we're. <laughs> We're doing this. We're doing, right. we're doing the same thing that they did mm -hmm. when we try to shove ourselves on God and still got our evil ways. That's exactly right. We are going to Leviticus chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. 
The Lord called to Moses out of the tent of meeting and said to him, Say to the Israelites, When any man of you brings an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of domestic animals from the herd or from the flock. If his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he shall offer a male without blemishes. He shall offer it at the door of the tent of meeting, that he may be accepted before the Lord. And this is what they did not do. They accepted the lame and sick animals as sacrifice. What are we thinking? You know, and even Malachi then gives three important reasons why God deserves to be honored and respected by the people of Israel. First, he said God is their father. Mm -hmm. Children should honor their parents. So in the same way, the people must respect their father in heaven. Second, God is their master and Lord, and servants must what? Obey their master. That's right. So God's people should treat him the same way. And third, the Lord is a great king. A worldly king would not accept a sickly animal as a gift from one of his people. Amen. So Amen. Malachi is asking why the people would offer such an imperfect animal to the king of kings, the one who rules over the whole world. So what makes the people's action even more sinful to God? Their sacrifices could not point to Jesus, the spotless son of God. Amen. Wow. Amen. I don't think we get that how important that is for us to be careful in our sacrifices and what we do. Well, you know, when you look through man's eyes, <laughs> what can you see? But it's okay. That's correct. If you don't read God's word, then you don't know God's will. So that means right. anything you do, you would think it's okay to give to God. Wow. And you know, when you read in John chapter 1, verse 29, that's in the New Testament. All right, John, we're going John 1. Okay, right here. John, John chapter 1 and verse 29. All right. All right, let's do it. 29. All right. John chapter 1 and verse 29 says, The next day John saw Jesus coming to him and said, Look, there is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Mm. And so it, these sick animals did not point to the perfect Jesus. The, their animal sacrifice needed to be perfect without fault because Jesus had to be without fault or sin to be our perfect sacrifice. That's right. And so, he, and he, and he wasn't. wasn't. And, and, and the animals that they picked wasn't. And so to honor and, and glory of God, his beloved son, the ransom, the substitute was crucified, put to death on the cross and placed in the grave, which was like a prison house. So we want to offer sick animals, yes. lame, broke down, broken legs. Like he said, even, even a worldly king would not accept that. You wouldn't accept that. No, I wouldn't accept okay. that. 
Unbelievable what we do. And expect God to accept it. Exactly. I mean, that's the way Exactly. That's the way we are. And we still do mess we, like that today. We want, <clears throat> we want to go to God and continue to live the way we want to live. The way we want to live. But we want blessings. But we want blessings. Wow. We want God to forgive us. We want to go to heaven, but we want to continue to live and think and act and dress and walk and talk the way we always have. But we want God to let us in his kingdom. Mm. So you're right. We just like the people there. Yeah. We, we, we won't change nothing. We want to give God our worst, but we want him to give us his, his best. best. You're right. And he did give us his best. That's Jesus. Right. That's Perfect. right. And we still want the best. But we don't want to give anything up. And God said, oh, no, 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 no. We won't even offer the best thing we got is our praise from our lips. That's what I'm saying. We won't offer anything, mm -hmm. but we still want the best. Wow. Let's go to Malachi chapter 2. Okay. Malachi. Chapter 2, starting with verse 13. All right. 13. We're going to read 13 through 16. <clears throat> All right. Let's get it. We got it. Malachi chapter 2, verse 13 says, And this you do with double guilt. You cover the altar of the Lord with tears, shared by your unoffending wives, divorced by you, that you might take heathen wives. And with your own weeping and crying out, because the Lord does not regard your offering anymore or accept it with the favor at your hand. Yet you ask, why does he reject it? <clears throat> because the Lord was witness to the covenant made at your marriage between you and the wife of your youth against whom you have dealt treacherously and to whom you were faithless. Yet she is your companion and the wife of your covenant made by your marriage vows. And did not God make you and your wife one flesh? Did not one make you and preserve you spirit alive? And why did God make you two, one? Because he sought a godly offspring from your union. Therefore take heed to yourself. And let no one deal treacherously and be faithless to the wife of his youth. For the Lord, the God of Israel, say, I hate divorce and marital separation. And him who covers his garment, his wife, with violence. Therefore, keep a watch upon your spirit that it may be controlled by my spirit that you deal not treacherously and faithlessly with your marriage. Mm. Your marriage mate. So, Malachi's book is filled with the voice of a loving father who begs his children to do what is right. When the people raise questions and make complaints, God is ready to speak them. However, most of the issues and the problems discussed by God and his people are connected with a few basic attitudes, thoughts, and feelings. Like he said, all the Jews recognized God as Father, Creator in their worship, but not all of them were living as if God were the Lord of their lives. As Malachi 
takes marriage as an example to show their lack of faithfulness to one another. Well, yes. Won't be looking at us today. Wow. We can turn marriage all the way around. Yes, we have. So <laughs> you're right, because according to the Bible, marriage is a holy union, relationship, tied, established by God. And the people of Israel were warned against marrying outside of the faith. If they did, they would not be faithful to the Lord and would fall into idol worship. Well, isn't that what did Samson do? Mm. Samson married out of the faith. Yeah, he, did. he got hooked up with some woman that was out of the faith. His mother tried to tell him. His dad tried to tell him, Samson, yeah. no, no, no. And we do the same thing today. We'll marry anything because it looks good. We let our flesh guide us. Yeah, and we right. know that this is not right. Exactly. And you know, um, like if you read in Joshua, Joshua chapter 23. Okay. And we we know that it's not, it's not, it's not. The right thing to do, but we are still because our flesh got it. It looks good. We don't care if uh, if it's the right thing or not. Joshua chapter, you're right, chapter 23, starting with verse 12 and 13. Okay, 12, 13. Let's get it. For if you turn back and adhere to the remnant of these nations left among you and make marriages with them, meaning marrying their women and they yours, know with certainty that the Lord your God will not continue to drive these nations from before you, but they shall be a snare and a trap to you, and a scourge in your sides and thorns in your eyes, until you perish from off this good land which the Lord your God has given you. So God had planned that marriage should last a lifetime. But in Malachi's time, many men were breaking the vows that they had made with their wives when they were young. Seeing their wives grow older, the husband would divorce them and marry younger and more beautiful women. For this reason, God says he hates divorce. So this strong warning shows how serious God is about marriage. But unfortunately, so often people still do not take marriage seriously. So the strict rules in the Bible about divorce shows just how holy marriage is. See, back then divorce was legal in Israel. For this reason, some men did not waste time breaking their marriage vows by cheating on their wives. They just divorced. So towards the end of the Old Testament period, a divorces appears to have become common. So this is happening in many countries today, but in the Bible marriage, in the Bible marriage is a holy covenant agreement before God. It says that in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, let's look at that. All right, Genesis. Okay. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24. 24, all right. Okay, there it is. Therefore, a man should leave his father and his mother and should become united and cleave to his wife, and they shall become one 
flesh. What in the world feel about that today? You can marry, divorce, and marry 45 times if you choose to. Oh, but okay. the Bible says it is a union that's supposed to last a lifetime. And not only that, they said two men make a family. Oh, two, women, two women make a family now. You know, two wow. men can make a wife and and two women can make a wife. That's, we're talking, this is what Satan has done. He has turned a marriage. It is no longer a marriage. We've got to look at yeah. what has really went down, what the enemy has really done. And he has really they, taken things so much further, and nobody has found they they worshiping their idols. Right. And people are really not getting married anymore. That's... Yes. That's, that's the thing in the past. Well, that's the thing in the past because this is what the world has presented. Uh, they, why live, why marry, live with it, see if you want to be with it. And if you choose not to, go on to the next one. You don't have to go through all that paperwork. Wow. This is the image that Satan is sitting to the world. Yes. And and not only Satan is, is putting this into not just the kids, it's putting in... Um, the parents are setting the example. You yeah. know, what you expect the child to uh, uh, get out of you living mm -hmm. with some man and it grows up and all the time is going up. Mommy has got a boyfriend that she has lived with ever since the child was old enough to remember. You've never been married. So mm -hmm. what kind of example do you set for your son, your daughter, this is what he think Mike or she think Mike is all about. You living with a man, that's marriage. You can't tell them anything about marriage when that's all you've done. When, you see, church starts at home. It does. And you it don't have, that's right. If you don't have church in your home, then this is the kind of life that you set for your kids. Mm -hmm. Is marriage is living together. Wow. See, God had told us we we have to be the example for our kids, and the kind of life you live is the kind of life you you instill into your children. That is correct. And marriages is not what they are because they it starts right there in your living room. If you marry your child, watch how you treat your husband or your wife. If you don't respect your husband, they're not gonna respect theirs. If you don't respect your wife, then uh, your son is not going to respect him. Because this is what my daddy did, so it must be right. This exactly. is what my mother did, so it must be right. We don't pray when we eat, so we don't pray at my table. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to remember that church starts in our living room. If we want church-going children, we got to be a church-going home. Amen. That devotional means a lot. You see, this is what God is saying. And it all started right back there. Those people didn't do it. We're not doing it. So our kids are not doing it. You know? Yeah. And we how about we need to pray. We should have started praying when our kids were three years old. <laughs> yeah. For God for God to give us a heart to lead our kids in the right way. And you know what? You're right about that. So let's let's look at Malachi again, chapter okay. 2. And we're going to read verse 17. Okay, let me get on back over here. Malachi okay. chapter 2 and verse 17. All right. 
17, there we are. It says, you have wearied the Lord with your words, yet ye say, in what way have we wearied him? You do it when by your, when by your actions. You say, everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in men. Or by asking, where is the God of justice? So what warning should we, we be taking from these words based on the day's lesson? So, for one, we get an attitude like some people back then. That's right. You get an attitude like those people that someone gumped you. We are in but, danger of our attitudes, our thoughts, and the way we feel today. That's right. That's what I'm saying. This is where we're at. And then what happens? You get an attitude with your daughter. See, you get an attitude when I come and tell you something about Jesus. Then that's what they do. Oh, don't that's tell true. me nothing about Jesus. We ain't got see your kids. You ain't doing right. You, right. That's right. You have, we as parents, is because of our kids and the generation being the way they are because they look at us with a prime example to our children mm -hmm. the way they should be they should go in life. That's we right. don't we don't have God in our home, yet we preach it, but they don't see it. But they and don't see the it. The best life to to teach your kids about God is to live it, not preach it. That's right. Amen. See, we got too many people preaching God, but they don't live it. That's right. Okay? Mm -hmm. You preach God, but you live like the devil. Wow. Okay? So your child don't understand how is this God, but you live like the devil. Then I'm already living like that. I must already have it. That's right. So mm -hmm. we, we, as parents, is the backbone of how our kids grow up and live. Mm-hmm. Right See, about that. So we need to do more living like God than preaching. That's right. Amen. Amen. So before we go on to talking more about so that we do not forget in Malachi, we're going to take a break, play a song, but we want you to keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing in time Bible study. And we'll be right back.
Those are ever ready. Ever ready. Those are my boys. I tell you, they they cut up. I tell you, they cut up. And welcome back. Welcome back to LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing with End Time Bible Study. And we're talking about so that we do not forget in Malachi. That's right. So if you just join us, we are going to Malachi. We've been in Malachi. So we're going to Malachi chapter 3. And we're going to read 1 through 10. 1 through 10. Malachi. Malachi chapter 3. Starting with verse 1 says, Behold, I send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord, the Messiah, whom you seek, will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger or angel of the covenant, whom you desire, behold, he shall come, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. Mm. He will sit as a refiner and purifiers of silver. And he will purify the priests, the sons of Levi, and refine them like gold and silver, that they may offer to the Lord offerings in righteousness. Then will the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in ancient years. Then I will draw near to you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against adulterers, against the false swearers, against whose, against those who oppress the hireling and his wages. The widow and the fatherless and who turn aside the temporary resident from his right and fear not me, say the Lord of hosts. Mm. For I am the Lord, I do not change. That is why you, O son of Jacob, are not consumed. That's right. All right, did you hear? And he he said, said, that's I, why we're not consumed. That's right. He <laughs> said, I am the Lord. So I do all, not change. So all of those that think that you have outsmarted God, did you hear? He's telling you all these things that he is getting ready to judge. Mm -hmm. He's getting ready to judge those things right there. So if you thought you had all these things going on, that you had no reason to repent, you had no reason to be born again and ask God to, to uh, forgive you mm -hmm. and, and wash you with the blood to cleanse you with these things, that you all right. Well, I tell you what. The day is coming that myself, along with whoever needs to be washed by the blood and cleansed, you better do it. Because when this time comes right here, mm -hmm. too late, too late, you're right where you're at. And you just heard what he said he's going to do. That's right. And then we're going to move 7, 8, and 9. He's saying, even from the day days of your fathers, you have turned aside from my ordinance and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? Will a man rob or defraud God? Yet you rob and defraud me, but you say, in what way do we rob or defraud you? You have withheld your tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me even with this whole, even this whole nation. 
Bring all the tithes, the whole tenth of your income, into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Prove me now by it, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour you out a blessing, that there should not be room enough to receive it. Amen. Amen. So what are the most important points as we read? And Malachi 3, 1 through 10. Well, with these verses, God repeats the basic message of the minor prophets. He loved, he, he, his love always remains the same in verse 7 as we read. And God's calls, call is heard once more. Return to me and I will return to you. And the people then ask, how shall we return? Well, you know, again, this question is like the one in Micah 6, 6 about the bringing of sacrifices to God. But in Malachi, a certain answer is given. Surprisingly, it deals with the question of the people's tithing or their failure to pay tithes. In fact, God scolds the people for stealing from what belongs to him, like he's doing today. So this happens because they are not faithful in returning their tithes and offerings. So tithing means giving 10% of your income. This practice is taught in the Bible to remind us that God owns everything and all that people have come from him. So the tithe was used in Israel to support the Levites who ministered and the temple. And that's true. It, that's what it's supposed to be for today. To fail in the returning of one's tithes is the same as robbing God. That's what Malachi is saying. So Malachi 3.10 is one of those rare verses in which God challenges people to put him to the test. Well, we know that is a fact. When you pay your tithes, he will bless you more and more. Am I right? Amen. He will bless you. More and more. He, he will bless you more and more if you continue to give of yourself a money offering. Whatever you do, God will bless you. He will pour, open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you don't even have room enough to receive it. That's and right. he's doing that. He's doing he's done that in our lives and many other people that we know. So and, as, and, and it's, him, not, it's not always with money. No, Policy. no. It'll this be, is just saying money. Yeah, you're right. Every help. It'll be how long life. Giving in other ways. Giving in other ways. We always look at God's mind is bigger than money and houses and cars. But God has got more blessings than worldly things. See, God is about health, long life, good life, along with long life, good health, with uh, uh, long life. You know, with big blessings, those are small, minor things to God. See, we got to look, look through God's eyes. Well, and that's right, because, see, we got to be, he tells us to be faithful. We got to be faithful in everything that we do, from paying tithes to being obedient to doctors, to being obedient to our husbands, to doing what God has asked us to do in all things. And that's what we got to understand. That's what he's saying. But this one he's saying, put him to the test. Yeah, put because him to the test. God is inviting Israel to put him to the test. So God wants them to see that they can trust him even in this matter. 
So according to the verses, this is something that has special spiritual meaning for the people of back then and even for us today, is what he's saying. Right. And as we, as we read on through there, there are other things he's, he's saying that, <laughs> that we uh, we have to do. Because when well. you cheat on tides, you are cheating your own self. Oh, yes. <laughs> you, you're cheating yourself. You're missing a blessing. A, a, a blessing, yes. A many blessings. Many of blessings. So now we're going to read um, in Malachi 3. We're going to start with verse 12. And all the nations shall call you happy and blessed, for you should be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. Your words have been strong and hard against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said it is useless to serve God. And what profit is it if we keep his ordinance and walk gloomily and as, as if in mourning apparel before the Lord of hosts? And now we consider the proud and arrogant to be happy and favored. Evildoers are exalted and prosperous, yes. And when they test God, they escape unpunishment. Verse 16. Then those who fear the Lord talk often one to another, and the Lord listened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him of those who reverenced and worshipfully feared the Lord and who thought on his name. Wow. Amen. That's unfair. That's so that's something. That, that's something to think about. Let's read the rest of it. 17. And they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in that day when I publicly recognize and openly declare them to be my jewel, my special possession, my peculiar treasure, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then shall you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, and between him who serves God and him who does not serve him. Amen. So, you're Amen. right. In Malachi 3, and we read 13 through 18, the people complain that the Lord does not care about the nation's sin. Those who practice do evil and injustice appear to escape unpunishment. So many people wonder why. They should serve the Lord and live a holy life when evil seems to go on punishment. Well, it was just explained. It is easy to grow discouraged in this world when so much evil seems to go unpunished. This caused people to wonder if God would do anything about it. But the message is that God knows of all these things and he will reward the people. Who are faithful in him. There you go. And that's why you got to claim his promise. He'll reward him. He said he will. Like he said, he got a book of remembrance. That's right. And he not, read that in his word. He do have a book of remembrance. And a book of life. It's not that they won't be punished. They the will. time is coming when they will be punished. The time is will come. These things will happen to let God's people know that he is coming back. And time Payoff will be there for those that are wicked and will not serve him. But these things will come to pass, letting God's people know that he's not going to fail them, that he is getting ready to come back. 
and reward everybody for what they've done in the body. For their works. That's and right. Boy, that's a good thing. That it, it makes me feel good to know that all these things that are happening, God has already prepared me for these things. That's right, and what He's we need. Uh-huh. He's already he already, he has. Already one forewarned me that these things are going to happen. That's why he has to come back or Amen. no one would make it in. So he said, when you see these things happening, I'm getting ready to come back. Exactly. And the gospel mm -hmm. preached all over the world in every place, every country, then the end will come. That's right. So what we need to know is that the Lord knows all things. Yes. He knows those who are his. Let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 19. Yes. He knows that it's him. And I tell you what. 2 Timothy. That's what makes it so good. And chapter 2. 2, all right. And verse 19. 19, okay. But the firm foundation of laid by, God stands sure and unshaken, bearing this seal inscription. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names himself by the name of the Lord give up all iniquity and stand aloof from it. Mm. So he knows who's his and who's not. So all we, we can do as sinners is claim his perfect character, claim his promises of forgiveness and power, and die to self and live for him and others. We do these things knowing that in the end, our only hope is in his grace. Amen. And so if we put our hope in ourselves, we are sure to be disappointed one way or another. Yeah. You better know it. And right. We, we're about dying to self more than we do other things. We'll be ready we'll when be he comes right. back. We'll be ready. We'll be ready when he comes back. And stop worrying about what everybody else is doing and what they're doing and how they're doing. That's we'll right. be all right. And just worry about self dying to self and preparing self for when Jesus comes back. See, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer <clears throat> that there are some things that God did and that's not ours. It is, very true. And we need to leave that alone and let God worry about it. Amen, amen. And worry about getting self ready for that day. For that day. When God comes through those clouds. That's what I'm, that's what I'm a firm believer in that. Amen. So we're going to go to Malachi chapter 4 and we're going to start with verse 1. All right, Malachi. Malachi chapter 4, starting with verse 1. All right. For behold, the day comes that shall burn like an oven, and all the proud and arrogant, yes, and all that do wickedly and are lawless shall be stubble. The day that comes shall burn them up says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. Oh, Lord, did you hear that? That won't, won't be nothing left. Not, said, a, not a thing left amen. for the wicked. Amen. Nothing. Let's, let's go to verse 2. Won't be nothing left 
Verse 2 said, But unto you who reverence and worshipfully fear my name, shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings and his beams, and you should go forth, gamble like cows, released from the stall, and leap for joy. You should tread down the lawless and wicked, for they shall be ashes under the sole of your feet. In the day that I should do this, says the Lord of hosts, earnestly remember the law of Moses, my servant, the statutes and the ordinance which I commanded him on the mount to give to all of Israel. Mm -hmm. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes and he should turn and reconcile the hearts of the estranged fathers to the ungodly children and the hearts of the rebellious children to the piety of their fathers a reconciliation produced by repentance of the ungodly lest I come and smit the land with a curse and a ban of utter destruction Amen. so in the beginning of chapter 4 in Malachi, a serious promise is given that one day God will judge the whole world. And as a result, the pride will be destroyed along with the wicked, just as stubble is burned up in the fire. Stubble is an unusable part of the brain, and it lasts only seconds when thrown into a blazing burning furnace. Oh, and brothers and sisters? What we need to worry about in that judgment, we got to be the first to be judged. He said he was judged at the church first. We got to be pulled out in front of everybody and judged first. Mm -hmm. Now his house is going to be judged first. So we definitely need to be getting our stuff together. We talk about running out, praying for everybody. We better pray for ourselves and get ready. Because we're supposed to be the light in the world for the dark. And we so dark that they can't even see the light. And we're supposed to be a light for a dark world. And they cannot see the light because we are a dark church. That's right. And you know, before we close, Malachi ends his book with two warnings. The first is called to remember God's message through Moses the first five books of the Bible, the foundation of the Old Testament. The second warning speaks of the work of Elijah as a prophet, special messenger. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Elijah called people to repent, turn from sin, and return to God. Jesus himself saw John the Baptist as a fulfillment, completion of that prophecy. So when we read in Matthew 11, 13, let's go to Matthew. Okay, Matthew, all right. Matthew chapter 11. All right, Matthew 11. Matthew, Matthew 11. chapter 11, and verse 13 and 14. Okay, there we go, let's get it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied up until, until John, and if you are willing to receive and accept it. John himself is Elijah, who was to come before the kingdom. So, but we are all, we also believe it has a fulfillment at the end of time. This is when God will have a people. 
who fearlessly will preach his message to the world. They are those who are to prepare the way for the second coming of Christ. They are like faithful Elijah. They are doing the work of John the Baptist in the spirit of Elijah who prepared the way for Christ's first his first coming. So in, in other words, we are to prepare, we ought to be Elijah, preparing the way for Jesus' second coming. coming. That's right. Amen. 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 Remember Amen. that. It's time, it's time to repent, change your life, and prepare the That's way right. for Jesus' second coming. coming. That's right. Preparing that way. That means and giving up. Giving up the old man, letting it and go. And die to self every single day. So you day. can prepare the way. So we can be prepared for when Christ come back to get us. That's right. Amen. Do whatever you need to do to get the old man out. And it's the blood of Jesus. Wash me down. Clean me up. Get Amen. me ready. Whatever you need to do. Whatever it takes. Amen. So yes. we need whatever whatever's going on in your life, remember, time is at hand and he wants you and whoever else that is listening to become an Elijah. Get the message out now. Get it out now. So we thank you again for joining us right here on LPJ 64. We're going to come back with closing comments email address, and prayer. So keep it locked in on End Time Bible Study with Mr. and Mrs. Speedbank.
peace in the midst of the storm. If you have Jesus, there is peace, peace. all over the world. I don't care where you're at. I don't care you what can. you're going through in you the midst can. of that storm. You can have peace if you've got Jesus. Amen. And our closing comment tonight, God blesses the work of man's hands, that they may return ties to him. He gives them the sunshine and the rain. He causes crops to grow. He gives health and ability to men and women so they can earn income. Every blessing comes from his care. He desires men and women to show their thankful, thankful, thankfulness by returning tithes and offerings to him. They are to dedicate given service, their income, to his service so that his vineyard will not remain empty. They are to study what the Lord would do if he were in their place. And they are to take all difficult matters to him in prayer. They are to show an unselfish interest in the building up of his work in all parts of the world. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So now we have prayer. A mind to pray. A mind to pray. Dear I've got no problem. You know how. When you're live, you never know. So yeah, we're going to close know. tonight with prayer ourselves. Yeah, well, how about that? Yes. All right. We're going to bow our heads for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you again for another blessing you have given us through your word. We ask you, Lord, to help us to meditate on, the, on your word. And then we, we should not just meditate, but we may be doers of your word. We ask you again, Lord, to fill us with your Holy Spirit. Lead us, guide us, direct our path, that we may continue to be faithful Elijah. As we give you all the praise and the honor and the glory, we ask you to continue to use us as vessels that we may be witnesses for you. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. 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 And may the windows of heaven open and pour upon you a bundle of blessing. And remember, if you need prayer or you have Bible questions, you can always email us at ro. B-T-G-I-N-A-50 at gmail.com. And we just want to thank you so much each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for joining in with us from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. as we break the bread of life and as we give God all the praise, all the, the honor, praise. and all. the glory. So we just want you to have a wonderful and blessed week and hope to see you or you listening um, listening to us on, L. on LPJ yes. 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing in Time Bible, Bible study. study. And have a good night. Be prayer.